anyone there? You can't hide from me, silly. I'll find you. So come out and play. You don't want to play with me? Then fine. You'll get what's coming to you. I'll pick all of you off, one by one by one. <laughs> Hello, my fellow haunters and haunt eds. Welcome back to the Haunt Critic Podcast. And today I'm going to be telling a story about how I thought my friend got possessed. Please bear with me. It's going to be a long story. But if I go ahead and tell you, it's going to be a really short story. And I don't want it to be too short. You know what I'm saying? So I want you guys to know every bit, every little detail, to be honest with you. So I got sick really badly. I cut my leg open, had to get to the hospital and stuff. They didn't stitch my leg up, and it caused me to have a lot of problems. And I didn't have the money to continue to be living with my roommates and stuff, so I moved in with my parents here in the state that I'm living in now, right? But at my old house. I was urban exploring at that time. I've been to two abandoned schools, abandoned a factory, abandoned neighborhood, small abandoned houses, stuff like that. So as time progressed and I got better, I got a job at a resort, and the night shift guy I met, his name was Dylan. Super nice guy. I took him home one day. He literally lives right across the street from the neighborhood that I live in. So I literally have to go by his house regardless. <laughs> when I come out of the neighborhood, I literally have to go right by it. So I'm like, hey, perfect. But as time progressed... My dog, she had to be at my uncle's house because the landlord would not let us have her because some idiot that lived there before us had a big dog, ran across the street, bit somebody's kids. They didn't do nothing about it. Those people ended up suing, and since they were renting, the landlords ended up getting sued as well, and they don't want to go through that shit again. Understandable. And plus, the internet's better at my uncle's house anyways because I lived on the road with no good internet at all. Even at the house, they're like, oh, HughesNet's like, oh my god, pay like 30 bucks for like 10 gigabytes, man, get the fuck out of here. So I'm sitting there, just watching some abandoned videos, while my dog's running around acting like a fool, and I'm watching the proper people, and they go to this abandoned children's asylum. They mainly do not name drop the names, but they did for this one. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, you know, it's probably in Virginia, it's probably, not, not Virginia, it's probably in Florida or Pennsylvania, Whatever. But no. It's in the state that I'm in. I'm like, no fucking way. So, I'm like, okay. Let me look it up. See how far it is. 40 minutes. I'm like, yes, baby. Yes. So, <laughs> I hit my boy Dylan up. I'm like, dude, you want to go see it? He goes, I'm busy today, man. I can't. You know. I'm like, All right, that's fine. So, I get in the car. I drive. I get the coordinates. I get there. The GPS takes me to the light and tells me to go right. And I'm like, the fuck? What's going on? So I go down the road and I go over this bridge. And I look to the right and I see a fence. Like a long ass fence. And I'm, as I'm driving, the fence is like running alongside the road with me. I'm like, the fuck? And I see something off in the distance, but I can't make out what it is. So I go to the next little entry. Well, there's a gate. It was like a prison gate, and also there was a house next door, so I drove a little bit further. There was a corporation next door. I ended up taking a right, uh, driving down that road. Before I even got to the parking lot, the road was big enough for me to do a three-point turn, right? 
So I come back out and I drive by and I'm staring at it again. And I'm like, that's not it. So I typed in, like, what's nearby? Lowe's. So I drive up to the Lowe's. I take a right, come into the parking lot. And I'm facing, like, towards the highway. I'm an idiot. So I'm looking for this video I see of a drone. And it's showing, like, the building. And you can see the Lowe's behind it. And I'm like, okay, there's only one Lowe's in this whole entire fucking area. Because this town's very small. So... I'm seeing, thinking to myself, okay, I'm like, it must be at the back of the building. I pull out a Lowe's and I take a right and I go down the road, excuse me, go up to the light, take a right. I don't think it's down here. I come up to the church, take a right, go into the church parking lot, turn around, and then come back towards the Lowe's. Well, right when I get to the Lowe's, I look up to the left and I see the sun. I'm like, wow, that looks just like what it does in the video. And I turn my head to the right. There it is, sitting right there the asylum. I was like, fuck. So instead of my dumbass parking in the Lowe's and getting out and walking down the hill and then walking down the road, I park at the Walmart, which is right next to it, and then fucking walk all the way from there. And it's cold as shit outside. Like, hella freaking cold. Like, the wind's blowing and I'm freezing my ass off. But my stupid ass was like, I don't know. I don't know what I was fucking thinking. I was an idiot. So I'm excited. I called Dylan. I said, dude, I found it. I said, you got to come and see it. So the next time we link up, we actually park in the Lowe's parking lot. <laughs> and we get out and we're walking down the street a little bit and we dart through the trees, but then we have to lay down because the road's right there and people can see us. Thank you for the people that saw us that did not snitch. Thank you. So we walk up and we see these, you know, cargo containers and we hid behind them. And I'm like, all right, which way do you want to go? We can either go to the left or go to the right. Well, there's a big dirt mount. <laughs> sitting behind the building, I was like, the fuck, but you can't see from the point of view we were standing, that if you walk up to the dirt mount, you can walk up it, and there's a big ass hole there, and there's only one piece of wood going across, and you just step over that motherfucker, and you just walk down a little bit further, and voila, you're in the building, in the basement, but we didn't know that, so I'm looking for where those guys got in at, so we go to the right side of the building, and I'm looking at the bottom, I don't see anything, it's all like barricaded, and it all looks the same, right? You can't even tell. I'm like, wow, there used to be a lot of windows, but they're all boarded up with wood. And the wood looks like windows. It's so fucking crazy. So we go up to the stairs and we walk up and I see there's like a hole. And I'm like, oh, there it is. It's not the one they went into, but we hopped in it. And I started recording with my GoPro. I still have the footage. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, to be honest with you guys. Probably upload it to YouTube. Who the fuck knows? Should have done it a long time ago. But, your boy's an idiot. <laughs> Alright, so, me and him, we're just going around the building, and we go to this area, and I call it the suicide porch. Right? <laughs> so, the suicide porch is on the uh, left side of the building. You gotta think, these buildings are four stories high. They're combined, like, they're sitting side by side. So when you're walking down the hallway, the hallway's one long-ass hallway, but they have these little doors in between the hallways, so you, like, you open up the doors, and then there's more fucking, you know, rooms on the left and right, and I'm thinking to myself, well, this is dope, so we ended up on the left side of the building, and they have a porch, and it's not fenced in all the way, the middle is open, and you look down, there's, like, fucking furniture, glass, and everything down there, I'm like, damn, all right. 
it's funny because that door right behind me. I'll tell you guys uh, about that door in another story time, or maybe I'll upload it. Um, I'll upload the the one that we talked about. Yeah, because me and my boy we talked about it on my other podcast, so I might upload that next week and let y'all. <laughs> I'll let y'all hear that. But I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, we explored and. We're sitting there, and I hear the doors, like, shutting behind us. It was the wind, but my boy Dylan, he freaks out, and you can hear him on camera. He's freaking the fuck out. He's like, what the fuck is that? So, eventually, we ended up leaving, and then I told him about what I saw down the road. Well, we drove by it. Still couldn't see shit, obviously, because we went at nighttime like idiots. So, I go the next time, and I'm on the phone with my boy Aaron. So I parked my car at the Walmart, walked across the main road, went all the way down there. So stupid. And couldn't see nothing. Well, I'm walking on the sidewalk, and there's nothing around me. And I'm looking at the fence, and I'm like, what the fuck is this place? Come to realize a cop drove by me. And I thought the cop was going to stop me. But he didn't. And I'll tell you guys why later. So I see him go, and he turns a right, and he goes down this long-ass road, the area where I turned around at. And I'm like, that's weird. And I told my boy Aaron, I said, dude, I think this place is abandoned. And he was like, how do you know? I was like, dude, there's like a fence wrapped around it. It's pitch black. You can't even see anything. If it was a corporation, the lights would be on. But I can see like a building. It's fucking huge. (laughs) So... I ended up uh, typing in the address to Lowe's, and I ended up driving to the Lowe's, which is down the street from it. So, (laughs) I'm sitting there like, no, I actually went back to Lowe's where the car was sitting, and I was like, dude, this is fucking crazy. Because when I saw the cop, I ran up a hill, and there were some houses up there, but then I ran back down, and I went back to the car. That's what happened. So, the next time, (laughs) me and uh, Dylan, we go check that asylum out. But I parked at the Walmart, and we walk across two fucking main roads, and then we're walking down that road, and I'm like, God, we're idiots. And then we walk across the bridge, and we hop over the guardrail, and we're right there by the fence. And I'm like, dude, why don't we just walk the fence line, and we'll just try to jump down there. No, his stupid, hard-headed ass jumped right on the corner and hopped over the fence and landed. I was like, dude, (laughs) you not realize it's an open-ass fucking field. The grass is, like, cut really, really short like a golf course. And I'm right here in the woods, so I'll be able to get away even if somebody fucking hits it with a flashlight, you know. (laughs) And I told him, I said, dude, I'm going to take off running all the way down and see where it takes me out to. Now I know where it takes me out to and I'd be able to get away. Maybe, maybe not. It all depends on uh, how how, um, this person knows that area that well. But that was what I was just thinking to myself. I'm like, yo, I'll just run down further so we're walking the fence line and we finally found a hole i went underneath the hole we walked a little bit more we hid behind the tree you know and then we just like started like not running but we were jogging and we finally got up behind one of the buildings and i was excited i tried to grab the door didn't happen nothing budge and i'm like damn it this building ain't even open and we tried to open another door on the building it didn't happen remember this building I'll call it the first building. So we go to the next building, and this is the middle building. I don't know what 
caught my attention with this fucking building. But it was the only fucking door that opened. And I'm like, oh, shit. The front door just opened like nothing. So I'm like, okay. This is pretty fucking dope, I guess. And what... I went to the right. Opened the door and I walked down that hallway. I'll tell you about the hallway later. And I look in one of the rooms, there's an OGBYN chair. I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't know what it was at the time. So we walked down to the end of the hallway. We opened the door. There is a door right there, a fire alarm door where you just walk out. It's an emergency door. And then they got stairs going up and going down. Well, I went down. The door was locked. Okay. I'm going to call this the basement door. And you'll understand why later on. So we go back up. I told him the door's locked. We explore the floor above us. We we freak out. We got to get the fuck out of there. Like, we ended up leaving. And then I heard, like, laughter of children in the fucking, like, yard. And I'm like, no, fuck that. We ended up sneaking back to the fence, went underneath the hole, and just walked the fence line. And then we just jumped onto the highway and walked, right? Well, the next time... While we're walking the bridge, we decide to go underneath the bridge. And there's a train track down there, but it wasn't really active. And then we walked up the other side of it, and then we started walking through the woods. Well, we had to break through the briars and shit. All right. <laughs> so we ended up getting in the yard, and we see something drive by. Well, we're already by the tree. So I'm like, oh, they probably ain't going to see us because we're so far away, right? So we passed the first building. Past the second building that creeped us out. And in between the second building and the third building, we're standing there. And I'm like, okay, it's open area. You guys need to understand, like, it's built like a college campus. Like, they got roads in between all the buildings. Beside the buildings, they got, like, you know, fenced-in basketball courts. They got stop signs. It was like a fucking college almost. It was fucking crazy. And so we go to the third building, and I'm walking in front of the third building. And before I step out on the side of the building, boom, a bright-ass light just, like, shot past the building. I stepped back, like, holy shit. And I was like, you know, somebody must be going to the other facility, like, the place next door. But then it hit me, and I'm like, uh-oh, somebody's here. Because next door, you know, there's a big open field between that, and then there's a fence, and then there's a road. There's no way. They would be really, really far away. So I'm like, fuck, somebody's here. So we go around the building. You know, I turn around, run, go around the corner, just in case if this person decided, you know, they come to the edge of the building where I was standing at and take a right and go that direction, you know, we will be right there to the right and we could just cut across and go where they were just at. Even if they decide to take a right and then go up and then take another right, will be directly behind them, and they won't be able to see shit. Well, we're sitting there behind some bushes, and it stopped. And it's not its not far from us at all. And all of a sudden, we hear, door close. We got the fuck out of there. I was like, dude, because if they start, like, walking around that little area, they're going to see us. All they had to do was hit us with a flashlight through them little bushes, but, uh, you know, the bushes. They'll be able to see us. And I'm wearing fucking heavy-ass cowboy boots that are still toe like a fucking idiot. Never doing that again. It wasn't like it was rainy and mushy or anything like that. It was just, I don't know. So we ran to the fucking fence, and I thought I heard canines. I was like, fuck, fuck. 
So we go underneath it. Like, I'm not yelling at it or nothing. I'm saying, fuck, fuck, fuck. So we go under the fence and we run and we hop over the, um, well, we go underneath the train tracks. Well, what we figured out, I forgot to tell you guys earlier, this time around, instead of parking at the Walmart, on this road, there's a hotel and a kind of lodge. And so when you walk down the road a little bit, you pass some heavy equipment building and you can walk up the grass, go up the hill, and the car is sitting right there. So it's a lot closer than being at Walmart. So we hopped in the car, we drove down the road, and right when we got to that prison gate that I was telling you guys earlier about to get into the facility, guess what was coming out of the fucking gate? I was thinking it was probably the owner or something. Nope. It was the fire department. I'm like, oh my god. I was like, ooh. And we just drove down a little bit. And I went to the stop sign down at the end of the road. And I turned that bitch around and came back. I was like, ooh, fuck that shit. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. So Dylan couldn't hang out. And my boy Matt was like, hey, dude, you know, I got some days off from school. Can I come up there? I said, sure. You know, he came up here. I just bought my car off of my mom. And we didn't really have money to go to King's Dominion. We did drive to D.C., which was fucked because my phone ended up dying and my charger didn't work. And this is the first time I've ever been. And I've never really known anything about that state or the state I'm living in. But I ended up taking him to the children's asylum. But instead of going the way me and Dylan went, that was too big of a risk. There was a little you, little you right there because there is a building not necessarily next door, but there's a building where you come into the main road and there's like this museum and you come to the side of the museum and the road comes down and it makes a U because there is a, you know, hotel right there and there's a neighborhood that I didn't know existed right there and neither did my ex-girlfriend. I mean, she grew up there. I didn't. <laughs> so she was like, I didn't even know this neighborhood existed. I said, me neither. Thank you, DoorDash, for showing me something new. So we come around and... There was no like Chick-fil-A, Bojangles, or make or well there wasn't McDonald's. Or the roundabout. That didn't exist yet. So I'm like, oh shit. This is bad. So me and him, we parked the car at Lowe's and then we just walked in between where sheets would eventually end up at. The driveway for sheets. <laughs> and we just walked down, walked, 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 and we walked through the parking lot of sheets gotta tell you this is before sheets was here and then we go to the ending we go down the hill we walk get on the road and then we go all the way around the fucking loop like we're going to the museum and then we come up to the gate there's a camera on the fucking gate it's like a deer cam I'm like fuck we're dressed in all black our face is covered you know we have mask on gloves on they can't tell what color we are and i looked at the camera i was like fuck I was like, it's going to take a picture of us. So we walked a little bit further. We went to this side of the building towards Suicide Bridge. No, Suicide Porch. So we walked up in this direction where me and Dylan went around. Okay. So we walked and we went to the building next to it. And we walked up the stairs, went in the same way we went in last time. And me and Matt had a good time. We enjoyed it. But when we left, we walked down those stairs. Right, they're big-ass fucking stairs, you guys. Like, when I'm talking about big-ass stairs, like, the front of this fucking building looks like a fucking courthouse. 
you know, with the big fucking steps that like go from one end to the other, and then they got the the pillars that are holding the building up. That's what it looks like a fucking courthouse. I'm not even kidding. So we walk down those steps, we slide through the little fence that was there, and then we walk back towards that area. We go down the path and we turn around. Well, we're already on the main road. Well, not the main road, but the little road. And nobody can drive down this road unless if you're coming from the museum. And I don't know if there's a gate from the main road to block off the museum, but the gate right here is going to prevent anybody from trying to drive around. Okay. So I see a light. It looked like a flashlight coming off the side of the building right where the steps were. I'm like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, my God. It wasn't on the side that we were where the suicide porch is, it's on the other side. Because one of the buildings has steps, but the other one doesn't, which makes no sense because the buildings look identical. The only thing is they don't have the steps to get into the building. It's so fucking weird. So on the left side of the building, we see a light, like a flashlight, but it didn't happen again. I was like, oh, God, that must be somebody. And I'm just waiting for somebody with a flashlight to keep walking, and I'm like, no, that, that, that ain't it. That ain't it at all. <laughs> Sorry, Chief. So me and him, we walk back to the gate. We go past the camera. We walk for forever, it seems like, and uh, get back to the car, and we leave. Well, the next night, me, him, and Dylan, I try to get these guys to be like, hey, I made a whole album about an asylum, and I want to shoot the music videos here. And they're like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. So me, him, and me, Dylan, and Matt, we went. Well, we recorded the intro, the outro, escape room, and Matt's portion, his verse of the asylum, all there at that, you know, asylum, right? So I'm like, oh, this is dope, you know. And the door that was scaring Dylan, it didn't scare him this time. But this motherfucker... <laughs> He must have grew some balls since the last time we seen him. Matt was like, yo, this dude's acting a little bit off. Because he was like, man, I ain't even scared. And obviously he was telling the truth because he was standing on the suicide porch and I told him that me and Matt were going to go down there because in one of the videos it looked like we actually jumped out of the porch and like fell to our death. So we went down the hallway about a mile as well as about half a mile. And then we hop through the window and it's so fucking scary because you don't know what's behind you because you're focusing on the window. And that was what like worried me a little bit. Like when Matt, you know, he was a little heavier back then. So he would like step on the chair, put his foot through, step on the wood. And so his like balls would be sitting on the window and then he would pull his other foot through me. I would just run and jump one foot on the wood, and then the wood, uh, the other foot on the wood, and my hands are grabbing on the sides, and I'm swoop, like I'm like I'm doing parkour. So I was in the window less than one second, <laughs> one second at the most. So, you know, you never know because once you like turn your flashlight off or turn it towards the window and you start climbing out the window, you don't know what's gonna come out of the dark and grab your ass. <laughs> Hell nah, that's a psychological fear right there. I tell you what. So. We end up climbing the window, and we went down to the porch where the glass and everything was, and we recorded, and Matt even hit Dylan with a fucking flashlight, and it made me have Outlast fucking vibes. Dude looks down at us all seriously, and he just turns away, and he just, like, walks away like he's a fucking variant. I'm like, dude, 
Why are you walking like Fuddy? Why are you walking like fucking Eddie Gluskin? <laughs> so eventually he comes outside and I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And uh, we ended up walking down the hill because what I discovered is they built a roundabout at that time. And so through the roundabout, once you, you know, we parked at Sheets and we walked down the hill and we'd go through the roundabout and they have a hill. Well, once you walk up that hill, for some reason there's a cement path. But there's trees blocking you all the way up to you until you get to the asylum near the front door. So you're good. I was like, dude, this is an easier way. This is better. We just park at the sheets and then we just walk. And, you know, we just, as long as we don't get spotted from the uh, roundabout to the hill, it don't matter. Right? There's been a few times I had to crouch down later on, but we ain't going to talk about that. But, you know, we ended up... um, had to take I had to take Matt home the next day. And I was like, man, it was good seeing you and stuff. So I dropped off Matt and I mean me and Dylan, I don't know if we did it that night or the next night after, we went to the adult asylum and recorded my chorus and my two verses for the asylum. And yeah, I think we ended up uh after that, I think we ended up recording I don't know if it was that time we recorded the um, the music videos, but after we recorded the music videos, I think we went in another time, and me and him just recorded the whole facility, like everything. He tried to kick in one of the windows like a fucking idiot, <laughs> and it was plexiglass. He ended up breaking it, but then he cut his finger, and he started bleeding on the sidewalk like an idiot, and I'm like, you're a fucking moron. And then we went to the HR building, and one of them was Plexi, and the other one wasn't. But I think this was the last time me and him went. No, the time before. Yeah. All right, so after we did the music videos, we left. And, you know, me and homeboy, Matthew, we linked up a year later at the same time, April. He was off for spring break again well I moved into this new house so I'm about the same amount of distance I was from my old house but it's a lot quicker feeling this direction right and so he's like hey man you want to come down here this time and chill at my house for two days and then I'll come up there for two or three days and chill with you at your house I said yo it sounds like a plan so I drove down there and I get to the house and we're sitting there chilling he's like dude you want to go See this abandoned hospital in this area? And I'm like, dude, people been telling me about this for like three or four years. Even before I moved to this state that I'm living in now, people been talking about this. So we ended up going, parking at the uh, hospital or the emergency exit. Ran ac- right across the road, there was some trees that were in a row. We actually hid behind the trees and shit. And then we went to the back of this asylum and then we jumped through a window and we were just exploring it. A lot of it was damaged by water. But I walked up the stairs and all of a sudden I hear And it's even on video. I looked down it was a dead crow. I was like, what the fuck? And then we walked up the second floor. And right when we got to it and walked through the doorway. Flap, 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 flap. Scared the shit out of me. You can like see the way like my phone goes and the way my body goes. Because I thought something was about to attack me. It was a bat. Or no, it was a crow sitting on the fucking wall. And it was just like, flap, 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 flap. Like it got scared. Well, this is where it gets crazy. 
So in the middle of the ceiling of this hallway, it's a long-ass hallway, one long-ass hallway. In the middle, all the tiles in the middle are missing on the left side and the right. And I'm like, the fuck? What the hell? You know, there's four tiles, two on one side, two on the other, and that makes the whole entire ceiling. Well, the ones in the middle, the left and the right, they're gone. So you could see all the way down. It was so crazy. And then on the bar, they had a crow. They're both, all of them were facing away from us. One was on the left side and one was on the right side facing away from us. And they were all sitting in order. It was like they were standing in line or like the military or the marching band, how they have them in sync. It was so fucking weird. It was it was wild. <laughs> I was like, the fuck? I think I videoed it too, all of that shit. So we ended up leaving there. And I was like, dude, that's fucking awesome. But you're going to be really, really surprised when you see this one because that was a regular hospital and it was only one building. This is an adult sane asylum and there's 13 and they're four stories fucking high. <laughs> All of them. So me and him, we ended up going. And this is where it gets fucking crazy. So we drive back up to this state. And we're at my house. And I'm on the computer. I say, hey, dude, you want to go to that asylum now? He said, yeah, it's late enough. Let's do it. So we stop at Chick-fil-A, get some food. We pull up to the um, hotel. And we park the car. And then we walk. (laughs) Oh, my God. So we get to that fence, and me and him go underneath the fence, right? And he's like, man, this is fucking cool. And I'm like, all right, we got to make sure that we're not being seen, whatever. So we make it to the back of that building, and I realized something. When I was walking past the first building, I'll tell you guys this. Why to remember the first building? There was a rock sitting in front of me. So, on the asphalt. But there was shattered glass in front of me, too. And I look up. And one of the windows had been shattered. But let me tell you something. The rock is outside in front of me. <laughs> Somebody had thrown it through the window from the inside. If you're not catching on. So I keep walking. And I walk up to the doors. And the words are backwards. I open the door. The words made sense. Somebody was standing they open the door, and then they close them behind them, and then they sprayed spray paint on the wall. I call these guys the airsoft guys. We didn't see them, but they were like airsoft cans and little airsoft bullets around this building, right? Oh, my God. It's fucking crazy, man. So we're walking around this building, and I'm, like, recording a little bit. I'm like, this is fucking dope. But I was like, dude, let's go to the middle building. I don't know what it was that made me go. I don't know if the devil was like, hey, motherfucker, come to this middle building. But we did. And so I opened the door and walked in. I opened the door to the right where me and Dylan had filmed. You know, we've already been down this hallway twice. When me and Dylan first came here and we got spooked out, there was nothing in that hallway. And then when we came and filmed for the music video, still nothing was in the fucking hallway. Now something was in the hallway. The door and it had the window in it was shattered. And then when you open it, guess what? There was a fucking Ouija board like top sitting on the floor. Matt saw that and said, fuck that shit. And he was like about to leave. I was like, man, don't be a pussy, bro. He's like, nah, man, I don't play that demon shit. You know, it's, it's crazy because him and his brother are agnostic. But 
when it comes to shit like that, they still believe. I'm like, you guys are still believers of God and the devil. Don't matter how agnostic you guys say you are. Because sometimes they'd be like, no, God's not real. And then why are you worried about a Ouija board then? <laughs> so we walk down the hallway and we open the door. Something made me feel like I needed to go back down to that door that was locked that I call the basement door. So I walk. This time it was unlocked. It was a mail room, like where you put mail at. And I'm like, dude, this is fucking crazy. It gets worse. Those pentagrams dra dra uh, drawn on the wall. And then there was a big red candle sitting on the thing. Well, I see this black smear, like really black smear coming out of one of the rooms. Because it was only like two rooms, right? They had the wall with all the slots in it. And then they had the door that you can exit out of and the door that we came in. And then they got a little room. I don't know what was in that little room back in the day. I don't know. But let me tell you, it gets creepy as fuck. So I'm like, I see a black footstep right behind it. So I'm like, why is there a big black streak coming out from that room? And why is there a black footprint behind it? Well, <laughs> somebody did a ritual in there. Because when I walked past and I looked in that motherfucker, guess what? Somebody was doing satanic worshiping. And I'm not talking about some fake shit. I'm talking about some real motherfucking ritual shit. Like somebody was really doing that shit. And... The reason why it was smeared is because they took their foot and broke the seal. And then after they, you know, broke the seal with their foot, they took a step back and it left the footprint behind. There was no other footprints. It was just that one. So I was like, yo, something sketchy about that fucking footprint. So I'm looking at the door and Matt's behind me and I'm about to walk out that door and all I hear is, <gasps> and I was like, what's wrong? He said, did you just touch my ass? And I'm looking at him like, dude, really? I'm standing in front of you. I'm six feet in front of you, and my back is turned towards you. You think that I have Mr. Elastic fucking arms where I can just reach behind you and touch your ass, or I can shadow clone myself to fucking poke you right in the ass, hit you with a thousand years of death? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he was like, that was weird, and he had stepped on the black footprint. So we walk out the door, and I'm like, all right, let's go to the next building. And I'm like, all right, we got to be careful because we're kind of by the main road. So this building had like a thing to go underneath it a carport and I think this is the missions building which you come to find out it was because I'm like why is the building set up like this like you can go underneath the building it's because it's a carport and the the vans or whatever would pull up to the door open the nurses and stuff would get these patients take them into the uh emissions area I tried to go in but the door was locked and then the vehicle keeps driving and it comes out from underneath the carport and then continues because it all the whole fucking place is one big fucking loop. So I'm like, okay. I walk up to the missions door. Matt sits on the curb and I grab the door handle. I'm like, fuck, it's locked. I was like, dude, I really wanted to see this emission fucking ward so fucking badly. And I sit on the curb with him and it didn't dawn on me that he was acting weird. I was like, you good, bro? Like... <laughs> He was just staring, like, straight ahead. I'm like, all right, this dude don't act like this. See, Matt's not an actor. He's not an actor. And he's not a person that likes to fib. So I'm like, dude, something's really fucking wrong with him. And I look past him, and it sounded like I heard a scream, like a bloody murder, like, 
from like a woman. And then like I look to the left, I don't see anything. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if this was a figment of my imagination, a spirit, or a girl was getting murdered there. I don't think it's the third one because it would have been on the news. But I want to say it was like a spirit. I don't know. It was enough to scare the shit out of me, though. I was like, come on, Matt, let's go. He's still sitting there. I'm like, the fuck is wrong with you, dude? And he finally gets up. Excuse me. He finally gets up and he starts walking. And he's walking. And then we start walking on the road. He goes, and just throws up like black shit on the ground. I'm like, okay. That is definitely not Chick-fil-A. I've never seen Matt throw up. It's I've never seen him throw up. His brother had told me they'd thrown up before, which, you know, these was years after because they went and got drunk at a bar. But other than that, he's never really thrown up before. He doesn't really get sick that often. So he keeps walking, and I'm like, all right, we're going to find another building to get in. And then he starts getting aggressive. He's like, I'm going to fucking kill that motherfucker. I'm going to bury him. I'm going to rip his fucking organs out of his body because his girlfriend cheated on him at the time with his best friend. But it wasn't like... Even when he was, like, normal and he was telling me the story, he was very pissed off and he wanted to beat his ass. But he wasn't, like, saying, like, death threats and shit like that. And I was like, okay, dude, you're starting to act weird. So we walk around the building and I'm like, all right, let's go back to the fence. So we walk to the backsides of these buildings and he's just getting aggressive. He's like, (laughs) he's like, don't say nothing, man. He's like, I just don't want to hit you, man. I'm fucking pissed. And like, dude, like, what the fuck is going on? So we get back to the first building, and we're behind it again, but we're on the asphalt part. This motherfucker balls his fist up, takes a knee, and slams his fist as hard as he can into the fucking asphalt. I don't know how it didn't scrape, bruise, break, or bloody his hand, but that shit was crazy. I'm like, dude, it didn't even look like he did anything. It didn't even look like he even hit the ground. I'm like, oh, something's fucking wrong. So we're walking back to the fence, and he's just like power walking. When we when we came in, we were crouched down, walking slow, trying not to be seen. This motherfucker's like George from Call of the Dead, just fucking walking through this bitch like, I'm going to look through for the hole. So he finds the hole and he goes through. And then he pukes again. I'm like, fuck. I hope this motherfucker don't puke in my car or puke at my house. Like, if we get to the house, you can puke in my yard or you can puke in my bathroom. But please do not puke in my car. <laughs> so we're walking and then he hops over the fucking you know, bridge, and I'm like, kneel down, and he's walking, and the car goes by, and I'm like, Matt, Matt, so I hopped over the fucking guardrail, and I ran across the street, and then I walked on that side of the bridge, and when I got to the end, I was like, Matt, he was like, yeah, I was like, the fuck just happened, bro, he was like, what do you mean, I said, dude, what the fuck, so we got back to the car, and I got in the car, I was like, look, dude, I don't want to talk about it here at this sketchy hotel let, let's let's just go right it was already sketchy enough leaving my fucking car there I don't want to be sitting in the parking lot whatever so we drive back to my house of course I was speeding a little bit and the cop pulled me over gave me a warning but I told Matt exactly what I just told you guys okay what happened he said he don't remember anything after the whole grabbing the ass situation he said we walked out of the door and everything was like black like he was out of it And he said, next thing he realized is that he was sitting down and a van pulled up and was in front of him and the door opened and the patients were getting out and the door for the admission building, nurses were coming out of the building. I said, so what do the nurses look like? What they look like now with the scrubs? No. 
he was explaining to me that the nurses look like the nurses from the 1800s. Y'all know, if y'all ever see, like, Harry Potter or, you know, the video game Evil Within or, hell, even the show Alienist, you see how the nurses are dressed like that? Yeah. I was like, oof, that's fucking creepy, dude. That's really fucking creepy. So he said the nurses were coming out and they're bringing the patients in. Well, he said he was getting up and he said he couldn't feel like he could actually walk. But then he said, dude, I started like feeling aggressive. He's like, I puked, but I don't know why I puked. I wasn't sick or anything. And I'm like, oh, possession. I think there's three things, three, uh, three steps to, you know, for a demon to possess you. <laughs> I was like, I hope a demon ain't trying to get in this motherfucker and I bring it home with me because I'm going to leave his ass here. <laughs> so... You know, he tells me that he remembers starting to get aggressive and then thinking of his past and everything. And he said he hit the ground and he didn't feel it. And he said he don't remember walking up to the fence and going underneath the hole and shit. And I was like, dude, this is fucking bizarre. And what was crazy, he said, dude, I felt really like angry and shit. But when I got to the edge of the fucking bridge, when you called my name, all of it just disappeared just like that and I'm thinking to myself dude Dylan said the fucking same thing when he walked to the edge of the bridge his anxiety and my anxiety both just disappeared so it's like a fucking port key almost or like a um you know the the gateway you know like when you walk across that bridge you're entering hell but the moment you walk across that bridge and you get to the other side all the chaos, everything just fucking ends. And let me tell you guys, he did not throw up after that. Like, he didn't throw up at all. He didn't throw up in my car. He didn't throw up at the house. I gave him a Bible to sleep with, told him to pray. And then uh, the next day, his mom met me at the border of the state and, you know, ended up picking him up. And, um, you know, he ended up leaving. I was like, fuck that. So I told Dylan the whole story. I sat in the living room with him and his mom and told the story. Well, me and him went out there one last time. And we explored all the buildings and I recorded it all on my GoPro. And they had fucking tunnels to connect the building. So any building we couldn't get into, we'd go into the next building. If we couldn't get into any of the side doors, we'd go into the next building, explore all that, and then go underneath the tunnels. And then, yeah, there was only one door in the tunnels that stopped us. But we were able to get into the building. So it didn't matter. We couldn't get to the building through the tunnel, but we could get through it up, up above. So it didn't really matter. Dylan ended up trying to break into one of the fucking buildings. <laughs> Plexiglass ended up fucking him up, dude. He was, like, putting his body weight. He literally grabbed the bar and, like, swung like a fucking monkey and, like, slammed his legs into it. I mean, he's wearing steel-toe boots and everything. The motherfucker weighs, like, 170, and it's, like, not budging. I'm like, damn. Eventually, it ended up breaking, <laughs> which was fucking dumb because on the back side of the building, one of the doors were unlocked, and we were able to walk through. I was like, damn, we look like idiots, man. We spent, like, 20 minutes sitting up here trying to break this shit. And then you end up cutting your finger and you bleeding on the fucking pavement. And it's underneath. So, like, it's not like rain's going to come down and wash the blood away. I mean, it's a little bit of blood, but I'm like, dude, what the fuck? It's going to stain. <sighs> Hope they don't, like, try to DNA test that shit because they're going to get your ass. <laughs> but then we went to the HR building, and I remember that night that I I bought, I brought a uh, bolt cutters and a... Uh, metal mallet the bolt cutters were to cut the hole to make the hole bigger 
which I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I didn't go further down and be like face to face with the building and then cut the fucking fence with the bolt cutter. So when I come out the fence, I'm right there behind the building. I don't know. I was a fucking dumbass. So we already cut the existing hole that we were, you know, going through and we made it tall enough to where we could just duck a little bit and then walk through. Well, like I told you, we walked around, explored all the buildings. You know, he tried to break the plexiglass of that one. We go to a fucking HR, right? HR's building is fucking crazy. Like, there's nothing in it, but, like, the way the hallways are and everything, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. This motherfucker, instead of hitting the plexiglass, he hits the plexiglass. I'm like, dude, we're not getting in there. He finds out the one beside it's not plexi. So this motherfucker grabs the metal the metal mallet, walks over there like fucking George from Call of the Dead, lifts this bitch up, and then just, like, slams it right into the fucking window, and it's just... I was like, dude, we're, we're fucking going to get arrested. We're, we're going to fucking get arrested. We're, we're going to jail. <laughs> we walked around the building, nothing. We ended up going out. And we went around the backside of the building, coming out of the building. And we heard something that sounded like a fucking bobcat. And he was like freaking out. I said, like, dude, Dylan, <laughs> if it's one bobcat, we could probably take it on. I have bolt cutters. I can hit it with a bolt cutter. You have a melon. You have a fucking metal mallet. So if it jumps at you, you better, like, bring your arm quickly in and swing. And then why you're on the ground and it's attacking you, I could just hit it in the back of the head and hit it in the fucking neck and shit with the bolt cutters or whatever, you know? I know bolt cutters ain't the best thing, but, you know, while he's over here getting mauled on, I could just hit it with fucking bolt cutters and kick it. And then when it comes at me, fucking he could hop up real quick and start beating, I don't know. Or we could just run in the building. (laughs) Who fucking knows? That might be our best bet, just run in the building. But... As we're walking, I noticed there was a thing sitting there, and I looked at him, I said, dude, I'm about to hit that shit with the bolt cutters, and as I stepped over to it, it looks me dead in my eye, he goes, don't move, and I'm like, the fuck is he telling me don't move for? He said, do not move a muscle, and I'm like, frozen in fear, because I don't know what he's talking about, he was so stern about his words, like, he was dead ass serious, and I'm like, freaking out. He was like, Nick, that is not what you think it is. And I'm like, what, is it not a squirrel? It's not a chipmunk? Then what the fuck is it, Dylan? He said, it is a skunk. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I know how skunk spray is. It can either permanently or temporarily paralyze my vision. And I'm like, ooh. So I take a step back, take a step back. We ended up getting away from that motherfucker and walking away. But, yeah, I was like, fuck that. Let's go. So we recorded everything. It was good. I remember we got on top of one of the asylums, and that was pretty much it. So, yeah, I told him about, I thought Matt almost got possessed. Matt wants to go back and explore it again, but they've been ripping out metal and stuff. I drove by the other day, and there's, like, metal, sheet metal and stuff. Like, they're tearing the buildings out from the inside out. I don't know what they're doing, but it's all sitting there. And it kind of hurts my heart because I'm like, damn, man, I wish I had the money to buy that motherfucker. I'd fix that motherfucker up real quick. Turn some of them to a haunted attraction. Sheesh. That'd be dope. So, eventually, you know, I took my friend Mackenzie to the child's uh, psychiatric, you know, asylum that me and Matt and Dylan went and recorded the album at. We did the album cover in the basement. And then I took my ex-girlfriend with me because me and her, she lived in that town. And I started living with her. So, I got familiar with the whole entire town. And before me and her met, 
I got a job at a psychiatric hospital, and you'll never fucking guess where I did that little three-point turn at, that facility that I was at. That was a psychiatric hospital. (laughs) It was a new one. So the one closed down, and they built a new one next door. And then the children one, that one closed down. So if you go past that new one and that stop sign that me and Matt turned around when we saw the fire department truck, if you would go up to the stop sign, take a right, and go up that fucking hill, the new adolescence one is right there. So I was like, fucking crazy, man. Holy shit. (laughs) Wild. Blew my damn mind. And then what was next after that? That I told you guys to remember the key points. Um, oh, yeah. I found out an easier way to get into the adult asylum, the one I cut with the bolt cutters. If you go down towards, there's they built some hotels right across the Waffle House. If you go, take a left, and you go up to the hotels, there's a roundabout. There's literally a dirt path. And there's a booth sitting right there. And when you drive down the dirt path, the fence is right there and all the buildings are right there. And when you get up to the end of the fucking fence, right where the gate is, there's the white building. Which the white building is the one that's behind building number one. Where I told you where the window was shattered and everything. I said, dude, what the fuck? Adam just pulled up there with his car. You know, he was hanging out with me and my ex, and he was like, dude, here's an easier way, and he pulls up there, and there's even holes in the fence, just in case if we're walking down the path, and somebody's coming, and we don't make it all the way down to the end, we could just bolt through the fucking holes, and then go into the asylum. Well, there was some kids sitting there, a guy and a girl, and we went down and went past them. It scared the shit out of me. I thought they were zombies. I was like, zombies, what the fuck? So, we backed, you know, we, we ended up turning around, and, you know, we drove up beside the kids and we started talking to them. I was like telling Adam, hey, dude, like if these motherfuckers start acting like really suspicious and like crazy, I'm not getting out of the car and fighting. Like, I know I could kick this boy's ass and I know I can kick that girl's ass, but I don't know if they're on fucking basalt or meth or crack or whatever that can enhance their fucking speed and, you know, strength and their pain ability. <laughs> so I was like, look, man, if these motherfuckers start acting weird, I want you to floor it. I don't even care what happens. If me and this guy starts arguing or whatever, just fucking floor it. Don't take any chances because I don't want to step out of the car and this motherfucker like eat my face off or stab me or some shit. But, you know, we talked to them and I think that I scared them more than they scared me. And they didn't end up going into the asylum at all. I was like, oh, y'all missing out. So, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I know I enjoyed it. I know it's a little bit confusing, but, you know, it is what it is. And I'll tell you the time where me and my buddy <laughs> and my other buddy went to that child, the children's asylum, and we ran into some drunk people. And, yeah, I'll post that episode up here so you guys can listen to it. But I love you guys, and I will catch you all in the next episode of the podcast. Stay safe. Stay scary. <laughs>